Welcome to Season 7, Episode 3 of The Versatile Writer, the podcast that aims to provide help and support for like-minded writers. This week's episode looks at taking charge of your writing. Let me begin this episode by being utterly honest with you. Hand on heart, I'm a total hypocrite with this episode because I intend to part some great tips on tackling your writing head on, yet I'm currently having issues doing this myself. But somebody did recently remind me that we're all a work in progress, so I'm taking that one to heart. Right, so taking charge of your writing. My interpretation of this would be diving straight in to get it completed. It would also be to focus on what you want to say in the book rather than be dictated to by others. This is obviously unless you have a brief or you're under contract. So let's focus on diving straight in to get the story completed. So often we have an idea we want to investigate and develop into a novel but something, we don't know what, is holding us back. We're going to investigate that here today. Going from my own experiences, it might be the fear of getting it wrong. Or it might be intimidation of the amount of work ahead of you. Or the something holding us back could be lack of energy, procrastination, writer's block, or just anything other than diving right in. Maybe the themes within the story aren't in line with today's attitudes and you're wondering if you ought to put in all that work in case the finished story is not well received when it comes time to publish. We'll come back to this one later. Logic tells us instantly that all we need to do is write the novel. I mean, did you hear that? All we need to do. It's as if the whole writing process isn't hellish at times or doesn't take months of research or that our home or families don't need our attention, or money doesn't need to be earned, or that we do actually have to earn a living too and pay bills. It's true, a lot of people believe books just fall from the sky into their hands. They never consider what it takes to write the thing. Anyway, logically that is all we need to do. Allowing emotions to get in the way is a folly. And yet, we're in the business of exploiting our emotions in order to convince an audience to part with their money for a copy of the book. Tricking ourselves to turn on and off those emotions is a delicate business. In an ideal world, we would write a book at least once a year, possibly even twice. Some authors claim to do that three or four times a year, even more. Though I've never been able to write more than one a year, and that's pushing it. I don't know how other people do more than that per year. I honestly don't. But then it's not a competition or a race. We are the managers of our own time and the creators of our work. Without us, it doesn't get done. So give yourself a massive pat on the back for getting this far because you're creating something from nothing. Without you, that book does not exist. And that's a pretty big achievement. But we're not here to investigate the amount of books we release a year. We're looking at why we're not writing them and why we're finding reasons to do pretty much anything else but. Getting it wrong is the first one I said. Fear of getting something wrong can stop you taking the first step doing it. The logic being, if I don't do it, I can't get it wrong. If there's a heap of work ahead of you and you know you have to get it right, not just a bit of it, but all of it, then that can seem like a daunting task. But what if you put months of effort in and it's no good at the end? What then? Have you wasted your time? 
For me, this harks back to my school days. I recall a moment at school when I was meant to do an exam, but I wasn't prepared. I have no idea how this happened. But my classmates that morning kept talking about the exam before we got into class. Somehow, this practical exam and the date and all the preparations had escaped me. Maybe I hadn't heard, maybe I hadn't been told, I just didn't know. It hadn't happened with any other lesson, just this one. I walked into class concerned that I was going to get a telling off and pretty much that's exactly what happened. I was called all kinds of things ranging from being irresponsible to lackadaisical and many in between, all by my teacher in front of my classmates. Probably because my school teacher seemed to think that humiliation was a great motivator. Well, I guess pep talks come in all shapes and sizes. Suffice to say, I was utterly prepared the following week when we had the lesson again, and the practical exam continued, albeit I was a week behind. I got an ungraded mark for that piece of work at the end, and the teacher even told my parents I wasn't allowed to have the finished piece. It was a piece of fabric, and it would probably be burned. This isn't a joke. We managed to get the finished product, and no, it wasn't the best thing in the world, but... You do have to ask yourself if some teachers back in the 80s had the power of teacher go straight to their heads, don't you? So, lesson learned, afraid of getting it wrong is one thing that might stop you jumping straight in. Intimidation of workload was my next point, and largely it's much the same as the first point, except it's the sheer quantity of work that's the scary thing in this point, rather than people as well as yourself being disappointed in your abilities. Then there's lack of energy. Ah, this old one seems to always pop up, doesn't it? The thing is, not everyone has boundless energy. For reasons of fatigue, illness, a ridiculous schedule, whatever. Some of us just don't have great levels of energy. That's it. If the energy isn't there, no matter how much our brain conjures up ideas to investigate, there's little we can do about it than just write a few notes on it for consideration much later. Procrastination. The action of postponing something, in this case, writing. The thing is about procrastination is that you have to analyse what it is that you're using to feed the procrastination that's slowing down progress. Once you've done that analysis and you've discovered it, it's much easier to pick it apart. Writer's block. It can manifest as procrastination, but it can also go way deeper and can lead to mental health issues like depression. I think maybe writer's block is your brain being its powerful self and expecting you to believe what it tells you. It can be pretty persuasive and arrogant at times and convinces itself that whatever it thinks is right. Of course, you'll believe it. Why wouldn't you? It's your brain. This is a tough one. I've covered it several times before on the Versatile Writer under procrastination and self-care and one or two others. Do look them up. So, emotions and chores aside... Dive right in and take charge of your writing. I'm going to share an anecdote I talked about in the Versatile Writer last year, in the middle of 2021. I wrote a novel that began life a decade before. It looked like a 30,000 word novella, but upon reading it, it was clear it wasn't finished and the characters were not developed. So I took it on and wrote it to its full potential and made it a 95,000 word long novel. It was one of those complex stories to simplify, and it exhausted me. Sound dramatic? Good. It took everything I had to finish, so yeah, it's pretty dramatic. But I dove straight in. I took charge of the writing. I took major charge of the characters. I 
and it, and of the plot and of everything for a good year or so it was in my waking thoughts and dreams it was my life so what was it that enabled me to take charge of my writing upon analysis i think it was three things firstly i was motivated to rewrite it because it was a great story secondly i needed to get my teeth into something and this was it and thirdly, a good selection of the characters were a pleasure to spend time with, so much so that I'd, after I'd finished the story and fallen in love with a few of them, I felt bereft. But actually, it wasn't just three things. There was a fourth and fifth reason too. The fourth was that I needed to have another novel out there. From a business perspective, it looks good to have lots of variety in your shop. And from an author perspective... I needed to know I could get this one out because I have so many other stories ready and waiting to be written. I'm not getting any younger. I have this need in my core to complete these great stories before there's no more me to complete them. I want to leave a shelf of books for readers after I've left this earth. That is my motivation. And nobody knows how much time they have left. I don't want to be morbid but this is fact. I'd like to get as many books as I can, can and if I keep having ideas I want to investigate those ideas. So that is my motivation, achievement and legacy. It chills me to the bone I might be seen as having wasted this life I've been given and the legacy part comes in when I, I'll know future readers and family members will remember me for these creative adventures. So one of the reasons I created The Versatile Writer was to pass on tips to new and experienced writers. So if this episode can pass anything along to you about taking charge of your writing, it takes some time to think about what is really important to you. Then think about what you want to achieve in life. And then think about what you need to do to make that happen. Hopefully this motivation will give you the drive to get the project up and moving. During the writing of the novel I developed, I could see the end, it was clearly in sight, but somehow my brain sees the good and then clouds it over with things that could go wrong. Anxiety at work. So I had to battle my way through to find a process to help me finish it. Then I worked it out. I needed somebody who understood the process of writing to hold me accountable. I approached another writer and asked them to do it, and it was that exercise that helped me get to the end of the novel. Legacy, motivation, accountability. There you have it. The three things that helped me take charge of my writing, especially through the writing of my latest novel, which was probably the hardest one I've written because of the effort that it took. But I'm not finishing here though. Remember I was coming back to something I mentioned earlier. I said that themes within the story aren't in line with today's attitudes. So how will that be received? This is an interesting concept. Nowadays, there are a lot of different topics that are very much out there in society. Two decades ago, many of those topics were not things we'd even discuss in the open arena due to taboo. And then social media happened. <laughs> a decade ago, society may well have had ideas about how people should live their lives, as though it was any of their business how an individual should live, the, live their life. So, women's lives have come into the writing arena more. That is, feminism in various forms is expected in literature nowadays. Many consumers want the reading experience of a strong-minded leading lady, rather than the woman who waits for the man to rescue her because she isn't deemed strong enough or clever enough to do it herself. Nowadays, the woman is expected to rescue herself and possibly the male supporting character too. 
all this is great and I strongly agree with it if it's done naturally and not just for PC's sake because I'm not always in the mood to read that. Sometimes I want to read about characters doing for each other throughout the story and I want to read romance between two characters whatever their genders and to believe character A values character B enough to rescue them. Rescue was in inverted commas just then because the word rescue might mean a lot of different things within a lot of different stories. So having an idea for a story that isn't in line with today's attitudes can throw up some areas for deep discussion. Here's an example. Almost two decades ago, I wrote stories that included women whose life goals was to marry a man. This wasn't my usual go-to necessarily in all my stories, but some were. I also highlighted the use of a firearm, something in today's world that's a topic for moral and political discussion. Certainly not something I want to extrapolate in the arena that is my podcast. Also, technology wasn't mentioned much in that story, mainly because the story didn't really call for it. All these things are fine to mention or not mention as you wish. It's how they're mentioned that matters and their mention has to be relevant to the story, not necessarily just to please the reader or to tick a political box that that today's news is reporting. That's not to say writers ought not to be aware of today's challenges. Just not every story needs to incorporate those topics or those themes. Some, not all. This is just my opinion. How you write that scene, how you build that plot, how you write that character, all that is important in helping you grow as a writer and helping you create a backlist of books for your legacy. It's also worth highlighting that whatever is important on the daily diet of news nowadays is probably going to be vastly different in five years from now, even one year from now. The way things move so quickly in a decade from now, societal, political and historical topics up for discussion may well be different from what we discuss and worry about and feel strongly about today. So write the story anyway. There will be an audience for it. It might not be a mainstream audience, it might be niche. But an audience will be there, you just have to find them and them you. But do be aware your story will forever be associated with you as a writer. Whatever is deemed good or bad when it's read by a future reader. So to end, take charge of your writing, be accountable and be responsible. Keep in mind all the reasons you wanted to write it and hold on to that drive and create something that will always be synonymous with your name. Until next time, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Versatile Writer on the topic of taking charge of your writing. Please like and share this podcast. Don't forget to tag me on social media so I can publicly thank you. I'm at sjbwrites on Twitter, at s.j.bannum, no spaces, on Instagram, and Sarah Bannum on Facebook, Sarah Bannum BA Honours on LinkedIn. Until next time, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Versatile Writer on the topic of taking charge of your writing.